It's time now. It's time for the Tuesday titter. Fuck. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. How are you? How are you? Uh, my name is Rudum, aka Ron George Moore, and I'm here with you for the Tuesday titter. And it's part of the overall podcast called the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast. Yes. Back again, once is the incredible Robin's coffee. Mm-mm, good. Mm. I'm already having a bad day because I'm in pain still. My back is not healing and I got a new pain on my wrist. My wrist and thumb are doing a tag team, killing my right arm here. I, I don't know what it is. I feel like I've, I've been cursed. Speaking of curse, did you watch the ending of that curse show? Oh my god. <laughs> what a flippity flop on a on a series. Check it out. Uh, Nathan Fielder and um, Emma Stone, The Curse. Great show. Lovely show. But getting back to me, if you don't mind. Uh, can I talk about me for a second? But, oh god, I... See, I really gotta go to the doctor. It's past my 10-day rule. Gotta go to the doctor. But the thing is, like... You know, every year I get a checkup. You know, I just like to go in and get a checkup. But then I always forget. They want to put a stick a needle in you. They want to put a needle in you. And I don't want a needle in me. <laughs> I hate them. I hate needles, of course. And uh, I don't mind the urination part. I'm pretty good at that. I could, like, do... I could fill a two-liter jug of milk. A, two, a four-liter jug of milk. If I really needed to. And I have no problem with that. But the needle is always an issue. And so I put it off. I literally have put it off for like two months. I even went back to my doctor. I said, is there an expiration on these? Because they don't do it at my doctor's. I have to go somewhere else to get the, the blood and urine tested, you know, which I know it's crazy. It's a whole other subsection of Manitoba healthcare. So it's busy. And I, as I said, I went back to my doctor. I was like, is there an expiration? Like, how long do I have? Like, can I wait half a year? And she's just like, well, the doctor wants... Just to look at your blood and urine. So it doesn't really, you should go. And I was like, I know. So then I went last week, but it was so busy that I didn't stick around. I'm like, I can't, it was crazy. The lineup was literally out the door. So what is that? There were like eight, nine people. And I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> so I gotta do that. I. You, you put stuff off. I put stuff off I don't want to do all the time. Like, it's crazy. So that's on the agenda today, if I can make it down with all this crazy. The weather has turned our Winnipeg bad drivers into, like, the worst drivers. I cannot believe a guy cut me off yesterday. Okay, so we're on uh, Regent. Is it Regent? Nairn. Regent turns, we're heading eastbound, and Regent turns into Nairn, right? Yeah, so it's Nairn. No, it's Regent. I don't know. I can't remember. But if you're on Laj, you're at Regent Nairn. Anyway, so you go to, you're going down Nairn. You're heading west down Nairn. Nairn. Parker, get in here. I need you to go to Nairn. Mmm. Robbins. And then when you get to the end of Nairn, you got the big bridge. You got that bridge that goes over the train tracks, right? It's a two-laner. But you have to stay in the right lane if you're going straight when you hit Watt Street. I'm sorry if you're not from Winnipeg, you won't get any of this, but you hit Watt Street and the, the, the left lane is the turning lane. It turns into a double turning lane, right? But if you want to go straight, once again, 
or if you want to make a right turn, you have to stay in that right lane. So there's a car right beside me. Uh, we're going, we're, we're going, we hit, get hit crossing the intersection, and at the last minute, he cuts in front of me. Cuts in front of me like a fucker. And this is, once again, Winnipeg, January. It's slippery, it's icy, it was lightly snowing. The road, everyone's doing like 30 or 40, you know, and that, those are the good drivers. They're, they're slowing down, right? You have to, you have to, you can't go the same speed. This guy cuts me off, I have to put my brakes on, and what does he do? What does the guy in front of me do? He gives me the old blinking the hazards for a second or two as a thank you. Like, I had any question in the matter, I didn't let him in, he didn't even put his fucking signal on. I would say 85% of the people in this city don't put their signal on, and as I said that, it's not the correct statistic. Uh, personally, I think it's more like 50%. A lot of people just don't know. It fucking drives me crazy. People who don't even stop at stop signs, I have to hit the brake as they're coming, because they're like, oh, I didn't think anybody was gonna be there. God damn it. I have to deal with every day. That's my corporation job. Driving around this goddamn city with fuckheads who do not know how to drive. That's how accidents happen. People, I drove down, I was driving past Notre Dame and uh, blah, 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 Aaron, and there was a car. We, the, the two outside lanes had to go around the middle lane because a turning car smashed into like the, a car in, in my lane. I know that I didn't explain that very well, but there was an accident, and all I can think about is you fucking idiots. Just drive to the conditions. Please, can you do that? Is that tough? God. It's not enough to be a good driver in this city. You gotta be a uh, psychic. And get that spider sense when someone's gonna hit you because you're just waiting for it to happen. Oh, I feel pretty good I got that out actually. <laughs> and you would not believe the truck I have to drive. I'm the comedy trucker. I have to drive this, this truck. I can't drive, if I drive 100 on the on the perimeter, this thing's gonna go flying. I have to bring it back to, I have to dial it back to 80 kilometers. At least that way I can hold it steady, sweating my balls off, holding the steering wheel with, with all my might. Because it was, I'm afraid the back end's gonna sway and I'm coming to uh, end up in a ditch. Saw a couple cars in a ditch yesterday. I mean, a couple of times I saw cars in ditches. Ugh, it's just, but it's also kind of fun. <laughs> like I say, all that. But at the end of the day, it's like, you feel superior that you didn't get into an accident, that you made it through the day without any demerits on your license, and it feels good. Okay, let's talk about something else here. <clears throat> I uh, watched a film noir. We, we dove into the film noir this week because McDonald at the movie played Steve Martin's Dead men don't wear plaid. And it was pretty much as I remembered it, except I didn't remember it. Like the bits, there's a lot of cool bits in there. The one thing he does in that movie that I remembered as a kid was he does the cigarette, how he, it's like, it, it looks like he's pushing it through the ear and then he pulls it out of his mouth, or I guess it looks, I don't know. It, I just remember that specific image when the movie was released. Cause I did see it in the theater, even though as a kid, I didn't get the references at all. If you don't know the movie, it's a, it's a black and white film noir but he cuts in older movies that are film noir and uses it in the, in the interaction. So it's like, um, <clears throat> so in other words, it'll be him doing a scene with, I don't know, 
Fred McMurray from Double Identity. Double Identity. Uh, ugh. Haven't seen it. <laughs> but it's kind of neat. But it's also the way it's spliced together. Some scenes, it's just ridiculous. Like, they don't matter to the plot of the movie. And it was just... And so it was good. Like, you gotta love Steve Martin. <laughs> the one thing we, we just kept commenting is, boy, everyone looks so good. Because Steve Martin's so young. Even frickin', uh... <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Meathead's dad. <laughs> Carl Reiner. He looks really, looks really good. It was good. And the funny thing is, like, I haven't seen a lot of film noir. In fact, the only movie that they used uh, briefly in Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid was White Heat. James Cagney. Yeah, she. Yeah, you killed my brother, she. That's not a bad Cagney, right? But my partner loves film noir and she's seen almost every movie that Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid uses. There's like 16 of them. She's seen almost every one. So um, I wanted her to pick out a film noir to show me because I'm really, I don't know the genre that well. And so we watched, um, uh, of course we watched one with a title that it was just, it's just really tough to remember here. Let me see if I can pull it up quickly. I think it's called like Any Way You Like It or Any Which Way But Loose. Anything goes, something like that. It stars Kirk Douglas and uh, Robert Mitchum. Barrel chest Robert Mitchum. He's pretty cool. <laughs> he is. He was. He was great in it. They were both great. And okay, I got. I just got. I'm gonna pause it. Hold on. I'm back. <clears throat> Out of the past. Not a great title. Not a very memorable. 1947. Robert Mitchum and uh, Kirk Douglas and Jane Greer. Whoa, Rhonda Fleming, Richard Webb, and Dickie Moore. <laughs> you gotta love Dickie Moore. Everybody wants a piece of Dickie Moore. Um, yeah, so it's funny, the movie, I'm not gonna spoil this movie, but at, at the beginning it's funny because you have the two main characters and they're driving in a car and he says he has a story to tell and then he it goes on for like 15 minutes of this backstory. You kind of forget that he's just telling it, relating a story. There's so much that happens in the backstory that you forget that it's like, oh, what's going to happen? And then he just, and then it's like, and that's the story. And then you're like, what? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you're like involved in this one movie and then it pulled you back like, no, no, no. We, that's not the story we're telling. I don't know. It just, I felt it was kind of funny. <laughs> So the bottom line is I'm a film noir guy. I'm going to start watching these film noir movies and hopefully the dialogue I can incorporate into my own life and I can't even, I don't want to give an example because it's not going to be witty, it's not going to be fast, and it's going to be dull and, uh, uh, see? <laughs> see? See what I'm dealing with over here? Oh, it's rough. It is rough, I tell you. Oh, just thinking of like, I don't know why, but I was thinking of like, what, what are some really good memories I have, like, as a kid, and, oh, I know why, because on Facebook, you know, you have the algorithm pop up as you're scrolling, and one thing was like, I guess they're re-releasing the original, I don't even know the number, 24 Star Wars figures when they were first introduced, you know, um, I think it was eight originally, and then they added on... I don't know. <laughs> Why am I talking about this? Because I was there. I was buying the figures. 
when they're in the, in the Sears stores and, and got the Millennium Falcon and whatnot. But I definitely remember when my parents bought me a figure, how I loved, I loved them. They were like the R2D2 when it, you take off the, the the card from the plastic and you take the little figure out. And I kept all the cards. And it was one of those things where my parents were like, eh, I don't respect my kid. And they just threw away all, just random stuff of mine where I was like, no, are you fucking kidding me? Oh. But getting back to the R2-D2, I just remember you click the head and it click, click, click. And uh, it was like those figures. I still have them up in the closet in the Darth Vader case, the original Darth Vader case, which they re-released. But even before then, I had the plastic case with the two trays, one underneath. And you flip the trays over and they had little pegs so you can stand your figures on this thing. I got so much joy playing with those action figures. And I mean playing. I was I would actually be acting out scenes with the figures. I must have seen Star Wars, the original, in the theater. I'm sure my parents took me at least three times. It was, it was amazing. I was reminded that uh, about when you... I remember going to the North Star Theater on Main Street, downtown Maine, Winnipeg, and going into the theater... It may have been opening day, or maybe a re-release. They did they did that with Star Wars a bunch of times. But I remember there was a program you got. It was like I don't know, eighteen. Every the magic number is eighteen. Eighteen page, just picture book that they just gave you when you went into the theater. When they re-released, no, was it a re-release? I also remember when I worked at a. When I lived in Toronto, I worked at a film production um, where I was a film revisor. I'd splice film together and ship it off to, to theaters when they were doing film. Everything's digital now, right? As a matter of fact, I left when they were introducing the digital. But my point is, uh, I got a lot of free movie passes. And I remember I went to a Star Wars. I think it was the... Yeah, that's what it is. The special edition the special edition of Return of the Jedi. And on, on that night, when the, the first showing of it, a limited edition action figure was given out to, uh, to everyone in the theater. And it was a uh, Luke Skywalker. But the Luke Skywalker that enters Jabba the Hutt's palace, you know, in, in the dark, the black. One of those with, with the robe, the black robe. Fuck, it was cool. And I'm like, I'm not opening this, but I was moving around so much in Toronto. Eventually, eventually, it just not, it just came out of its packaging. And then I was like, ah, fuck, <laughs> shit, there goes the value. And uh, it's kicking around somewhere, I'm sure. But I was just like, damn, that was a good one. That was, that was really good. Actually, I, and I collected a lot of, I have a lot of Star Wars figures because when my son was born, and this was when, you know, the prequels were coming out. And I was just... Was it when the prequels... Yeah, I guess it was. It was that long ago. Or just, you know, after the prequels had come out. So there's just all these figures. So I was buying figures just waiting for, to, for him to be of age to show him the Star Wars trilogy. You know, and then I was so excited. How do I do it? In what order? I mean, 
do you want to go one, two, three, four, five? I think I've talked about this too on the show. I just was like so excited. And then he got, to, and you want to do it where, well, now it's like almost impossible because of the internet, you know? So many, so much pop culture is just referencing, referencing the fact that, I don't even want to give the spoiler away, but everyone knows Blank is Luke's father, right? But, um, yeah, it was, I was, it worked out perfectly. I waited till he was like, I think eight for A New Hope, eight? Because I, I believe that's the age I was, I was probably seven or eight. And it just, it was so nice. And, uh, but then I got figures that I would let him open, but some I wouldn't, they're still his, but I would not let them open because they were collectors that came with like a collector coin or they're a Ralph McQuarrie, McQuarrie, a Ralph McQuarrie figure based on the design of the his early artwork you know just the the illustrations uh, I, I have a Ralph McQuarrie sorry Ralph McQuarrie figure of him because I, I could be mistaken here but I'm pretty sure he's at Empire Strikes Back or something so it's like his own he has his own figure he made a little cameo I have a, they're in boxes I haven't looked at them in a while but I got some and of course you got the some figures that are just based on the novels which are now being put like they've expanded this Disney Star Wars universe so much that they're like oh well what about this character back in uh, the, what about Thrawn the blue face guy don't have him though but I do have like Luke's wife which eh, they kind of scrapped the canon anyway what I'm getting at is I have all these figures and uh they're still in the boxes. Like, what? Why would you just keep them in boxes? These are things you want to display, right? In a china cabinet with some lights, and you open up the panel, and it's like, uh, uh, I'm, trying, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the Star Wars theme. Dun, 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 dun. No. <laughs> what is it? Dun, 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 dun. No. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Oh yeah, that's it. God, that feels good. I do the worst Chewbacca. Alright. God, that's a good theme. What about Battlestar Galactica? Does anyone remember their theme? Did they have a theme? I bet you it's like... I bet you it's just, just a little bit different than the Star Wars theme. Let's check it out. Hold on. Okay, I got it. 1978 Battlestar Galactica opening theme. There are those who believe that life here began out there. This is not a theme. Far across the universe with tribes of humans who may have been the forefathers. I wonder how fast they rushed they rushed Battlestar Galactica. Or the Mayans. The Star Wars is 77. that there may yet be brothers of man. What a lame theme. Enough of that crap, Ola. Okay. I'm going to call it there. The Mads Money Shop Podcast. We do two shows a week. Blah, blah, blah. Patreon Sunday Swallow. Boop. And um, eat my words. You can follow me on the social medias on FaceX, Graham, and Thrads. I don't know. I guess that's about it. Have a great week, everyone. Now come back on Friday.